Chris. Welcome What's to up? Let's Get What's Down up? a Business. How are you? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Only one beer in. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. Right on, right on. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. I, it. I wish you and Jordan would have been able to I be know. here. He's sick. He's sick. So I come to hold it down for the crew. Hey, that's hey, as long yeah. as it's held down. That's it, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So tell us a little bit about what y'all do, because I know you got a few ventures. Yeah. Yeah. So we are, um, Jordan and I are owners of High Five, Cholo Dogs, Orlando Shirts, and Parking Lot Party. I didn't know that last one. Yeah, Parking Lot Party, yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost want to just ask you personally, what what, what is that? <laughs> so parking lot, <laughs> what is party, it about? <laughs> parking lot Party is uh, just like strictly events for like food truck events and like markets and outdoor markets and shit like that so uh we host one every month um but w- as the weather breaks we'll we'll start doing more frequent um and the reason why we kind of started that is because we had cholo dogs and when covid hit no events were happening and so we were oh, like yeah. you know let's just fuck it let's just be the first ones to kind of go out and start the events like we need to start making money for cholo again so like let's just host our own let's not wait for somebody else to come and do this so Jordan reached out to a few other vendors and, you know, wanted to see if they were down to do it. Um, everyone was down, like super grateful. And we just started doing them at like Wally's and we did a couple at like Ivanhoe Brewing, a couple other spots. Oh, dope spots. Yeah. So uh, we had a good turnout and we just kind of made it a staple like monthly. We kind of do that. And then we have Orlando shirts go out and like do a tent there. So Cholo Dogs would be there, park, you know, parking lot party kind of like put the work in to kind of like feed the businesses a little bit to yeah, get us through COVID. feed each other kind of yeah exactly through your own little mm-hmm. brand through yeah. all of them it was cool. all right so i don't know if you've listened to any of our episodes yet i haven't i haven't oh, cool so Sorry, then dude. this is no well <laughs> that's fucked up too but uh i start with the first question okay. is always the same one yeah uh what was your childhood dream job oh man and that's, I, that's not, a good not question. like the high school one i'm talking about like um i wanted to be other than a baseball player <laughs> I wanted to be a, a cowboy when I was a kid. I, I'd always used to play with these like little cowboy and Indian, like action figures, yeah. you know? like kind of like the army men style ones yep, yep. when I was a little kid. And I was like, man, being a, being a cowboy, like no responsibility, you just like go ride around and do whatever the hell you want. And just be kind of a general badass. That's, that's what I wanted to do when I was a kid. And then as an adult, you probably watch Yellowstone and were like, fuck man, I would have <laughs> never made it as a cowboy. <laughs> never would have made it on Yellowstone. Dude, no <laughs> doubt. No dude, doubt. Yeah. I would, I would, I'm not gonna lie. I thought I was pretty manly until yeah. I watched that show. Yeah. That's a badass show. And I was like, yeah, I'm a little bitch. <laughs> I think I'm a little bitch. When I was at, uh, <laughs> I took my wife to the, uh, Paul McCartney show. Like, uh, I don't know whenever he was in town, like a couple months ago. And this old lady in front of me turned around and said, uh, she goes, she goes, you look like Rip from Yellowstone. I can, I can see and it I a said, little bit. I said, hey, I'll take that any day of the week, dude. Rip is the, the best fucking character on that show. Ooh. He is. I, I'm not going to argue. To your, uh, two different opinions, all right. All right, all right. I think, uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, the sister? Yeah. yeah she like, is. She's yo, a badass. She's a fucking yeah. gangster. Damn, what's her name? I don't even remember her name. <sighs> yeah. I don't, I don't. I remember. But hey, that's Rip's wife, so close enough. I'll yeah. take. I'll give you that. I'll give I you that. I just watched 1902. Uh, yeah, the, the spinoff. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah that's a sick show that? too. Yeah, that one was good. It was good. I didn't want that one. Total, it was different. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. because it was just like that storytelling aspect of it. But I thought it was a good storyline all the way through. I I was ready for it to keep going. Yeah, I was like, why the I know. fuck is this? I was ending? sad when it ended. Like, I was. I like, want to see where they get. To. I was like, like I was super sad. I was like, fuck. Like this is. It's like. For sorry to ruin it for anybody, but this girl dies, and at the end of it, and you're just, you like get so attached to her, and then she just like dies like I randomly. Didn't, I didn't you're think like, that someone really in randomly, the 1800s, yeah, that 
doesn't know what a building is. I <laughs> fell in love with her for a little bit. <laughs> I was like, don't die. Don't die. Don't. Um, all right, so Cowboy, do you know what Jordan's is by chance? Uh, probably not. I That'd would I would say Jordan probably wanted to be an astronaut. I know he tells a story all the time that he <laughs> he uh, applied a few times to become an astronaut. What? On like the NASA website, you can like apparently submit an application to to become an, an astronaut. <laughs> apparently, that's how you do it. You like you just that's like standard procedure. Online? You just apply online to become an astronaut. Oh my god! Uh, and I know that he did that a couple times. So I, I'm gonna go. Out, I'm gonna t- shot in the dark and say that that was probably his. All right, now yeah, we yeah. Got, now we got to find out. When Cowboy and an astronaut, so that's pretty standard childhood stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exact opposites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't, right. Never existed at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. So let's talk. You have High Five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Agency, correct? Yes. So yes. tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll get into it. All right. So High Five is um, like a full service advertising agency, and we do everything from creative like branding and graphic design to uh, photography and photo shoots, video production, uh, animation, motion graphics. We do lead generation. We do website design. We do all that kind of stuff. Right. So our basically like our ethos, if you will, is that, um, you know, we, we started the company because Jordan and I were in the advertising space and I worked at, at an agency um, and he was just coming out of like ESPN and he was doing, you know, that like show production. He had his own show and he had all this kind of stuff. What was his show? Uh, it was called, um, sorry, Jay. Uh, <laughs> it's called game day, college game day. I think no, not college game day. Fuck. Sorry, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be pissed. Um, it's, uh, it was a show where basically he traveled around and, and he would go like visit colleges and, and, and he would interview people from the colleges, whether it was the coaches or like boosters or players or whatever. And it was kind of a, um, it was kind of a, a hit show. He was, he had it for like four or five years and he was just bopping around. He went all over the U S and, and that's he has a, tons of stories from like all over the place. Yeah. Job. It was a cool job. It was that's cool like job. a little dreamy. So when, when he came out of that and he came back to Orlando, he got into advertising like on his own to, to do video production stuff. And like I said, I was from the agency world. So I felt like I was kind of like a, like a, like an outcast in the agency area, like life here. Um, and he felt the same way too. So we wanted to make an agency that was like totally different than what had already existed here. And we didn't, we don't want to be like too stuffy or stiff or like too serious. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that we do is like ultra creative stuff, but there's also like for a lot of our video stuff or motion or animation, there's like this comedy aspect that we throw into it too. Yeah. So like our thing is, is it's either super creative or comical or it's both. Right. And, and so like, we've like carved out a niche as like, that's how we're different than everybody. Um, and, and yeah, so we're. That's that's who we are and what we do. Did you guys get into that niche more so because of what you just said or at all because that's just how you guys are and kind of what would yeah what you guys would like doing? Well, more? we we didn't force it. You know, it happened like naturally and that's definitely who we are and I think that um there's a lot of good agencies here, don't get me wrong, I'm not like shitting on any of the agencies here, but but I think again that differentiator for us is just we naturally are that way, so like the work that we do is definitely like sometimes more oddball. Um, and we can be serious when we need to be, but, uh, I think it's just like, it's, it's just once removed from kind of like the stuff that you normally get from an advertising agency. You You gotta have fun, man. You have to. Yeah. I I think the more and more all these videos and, you know, TikToks and all that come out. Yeah. The, when there's a little funny humor to it, dude, it it gets your attention so much quicker. 
And I, I and think it's like more enjoyable re- retention is like the big thing, right? So like, um, uh, like, like one of the, one of the main industries that we kind of focus on and specialize in is like home service stuff. So like, let's say like a roofer, right? If you're a roofer in a very crowded space, especially like all in, in Florida, right? There's tons of roofers, everybody and their uncles are a roofer here. If, you know, if, <laughs> if you could have a video ad that shows online to the same hundred thousand people that 10 other competitors are showing and their stuff is just like them on a roof saying, look at how good of a roofer we are. Yeah. And yours it's not it, enough. Right. And yours is like a video of, of like, uh, I think we, we pitched this to a client one time, um, <laughs> like a couple sitting, uh, on, on a sofa, like watching like, like Netflix or something, right? Like Netflix and chilling and, uh, and like a leaf, like a, like a leak springs through the roof and the girl looks over at him and at her boyfriend or something. And she's like, she's like, Oh, I just got so wet. And somehow, <laughs> and somehow you turn that into like a comedy aspect of like the safe roofer comes in and practices safe roofing or some shit like that. Yeah. Right. And it's like that gets retained by whoever watches it 10 times more than just like the same standard shit that you have that you feel like you have to put out just because you're a roofer you got to be in a certain lane and we yeah. found out that it actually works better if you kind of put that comedy spin on it people look at your brand in a different way they associate with it more a little bit more personal that's the way that we go about it yeah i, I think if you just kind of hit a an information video yeah i mean there's fucking information videos right. wall to wall and there's so. a time and a place for that right but yeah. it's like if you're going to put money behind something, it's like, let's give, let's give something that people are going to watch and like associate with and, and have like an action on the back end of that, that helps your business make money. Yeah. And how, so how did you and Jordan meet by the way? Uh, we met when I was at the agency, we hired him to do a video and he and I worked really closely on this video campaign that we did for a client that I worked with at a time, which was a restaurant out at Disney. And, um, we just worked really well. We just worked super well on that. And, um, uh, you know, we, we got along and, and, um, one thing led to another and we actually started Cholo dogs before we started high five. And so we kind of like got into the Cholo dogs rhythm of like, we branded that whole thing out and we packaged it out and, um, and, and, you know, it just, it just kind of blossomed from there. And, and I feel like every year we're just adding like a new thing to the portfolio, which is pretty cool. So you got, so you guys met in the agency, we met in the agency world. Yeah. And just became became buds and then just kept working on shit together. And then that kind of just like grew and into what it is now. So when did you guys spin away from that and start your own? Uh, high five started officially in, um, January of 2020. Oh, all right. So So, right before the pandemic. Yeah. And that was a super scary period for us too, because you know, three months in three months in and we, you know, like I had like finite amount of money, like saved up to like launch this agency. And right when that hit, I was like, fuck, like, what are we going to do? Um, but then it turned out that because we were like this alternative version that was maybe a little bit cheaper or we were a little bit more responsive or whatever. Um, we actually got a fuck ton of work that summer. We got like tons of work and it just took off and we started the agency. Actually, um, they have a local thing here called the Addies, uh, which is big for, uh, agency life. And, um, we submitted awards from like the work that we did as Cholo dogs, um, under our agency. So we actually started the same month that we launched the agency. We started with a couple awards that we won in January too. And so that was pretty cool. We were like an award winning agency. Like once we opened the doors, it was Before pretty sick. Day one. Yeah. It was tight. <laughs> it was tight. Sam. So, all right. So you guys started your own in January. Yep. Were you guys fully up and running by 
when COVID started? Yeah. Oh yeah. We had our own office and everything. Like we had built out the office. We had our first employee in. When did you have your first employee? Uh, I think like beginning of March. So, so like weeks before, you know, and I was just like, I mean, I, I was, it's, it's weird because the first like two days after shit was getting shut down, I slept so good for some reason. Right. (laughs) It was really strange. I tell the story sometimes to to (laughs) some of my friends that I slept normally I'm, I'm like a, like a six to seven hour sleeper, right? I'm usually up by like 6am, but for some reason when shit started shutting down, I wasn't getting out of bed till like nine. Yeah. And I was like, fully rested. I don't know why or what it was, but uh, for me, it was like something that I was like either accepting the fact that there's nothing that you could do, like just like roll with it and see what happens. And I feel like we've kind of had that approach. Um, just like even in the working environment in the office, we're super chill because it's kind of one of those things where it's like, we're just going to focus on the stuff that we think that we do really well and focus on that work. And we're not going to try to like force anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, if, uh, if we lose a client or if, if we gain a client or if we, um, you know, if, if someone wants to go like leave our agency and go to another agency and gets poached or anything, right. It's, it's just one of those things where I think that we've really like established this rhythm of like, it's cool. Like it's going to work out, but you know, we're going to adapt and overcome this. It's like nothing is, is sparking that like immediate fear or anxiety that some business owners get when something drastic happens and they have to like deal with change or like evolve. Right. I feel like we've been evolving since we opened the door. So that stems from the pandemic. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And everybody like people that we have now, it's like that have come and joined the team since then it's, it's, I don't want to say been like indoctrinated in them, but it's, it's just something that we've carried over. It's like, Hey, everything's good. Let's, we focus on a solution, move forward. Right. Like we focus on a solution and move forward. And I feel like it's, it's, uh, been so beneficial for us. You know, I, they say that it's like the easiest time to start a business is in like a depression or like in a down period. And we did it at like a non-existent down period that, you know, in, in, in anybody's lifetime that that's been alive, no one's, you know, dealt with that before. And, uh, I think it ultimately helped us. You know, what's funny is and I, I talked about it in the last episodes too. I think almost everyone I've had on either started right before House yeah. on Lang started during. Yeah, right. Um, but it's kind of cool how no one was established by the time this pandemic right. hit. Yet right. all of them grew during it. I know. Um, I think that's that's one of those cool success stories. It's sick. Fuck, I mean, pandemic hits like yeah, shit goes wrong. And it's that's it's just it. It's cool to see like younger business owners too that like what you're talking about that have coped with that and like succeeded or or become better from that those are people that are going to have like success the rest of their life. You know what I mean? They're never gonna have to deal with that adversity ever again or something as adverse yeah. as that ever again. I wonder if that's a generation thing. Could be. I don't know. Yeah. We've been, I feel like right? we've Ooh. been getting thumps on the head there for a while, huh? <laughs> we're like, dude, you know, we <laughs> got, we're like right in between the old folks that, you know, are very stuck in their ways. And then these, the young kids that are yeah. like, uh, crazy yeah. yeah right crazy <laughs> so we're just like dude we just gotta hustle and do our thing yeah, you have to enjoy it yep. at the same time that's what i'm saying it's a little mesh yeah i like that yeah so how many employees do you guys have now uh there's seven of us in the office right now at high five and then cholo has two and orlando shirts and uh parking lot party are basically just you guys for the their businesses part. that we just run yeah i got you yeah I'm so interested in getting to the cello talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so, all right. So with the agency, how are you guys like marketing out? What's like the, so marketing ourselves, 
Okay. Uh, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Like how we do that? Yeah. Um, I, you know, we, we actually, we have every Monday morning, we have like an hour and a half long meeting to kind of kick the week off. Right. And like catch up on all the open projects and stuff like that. And I presented, um, kind of a challenge to everybody this morning where, um, we do really good self-promotion in, uh, like, a off color and, um, uh, different style than most other businesses in general, right? We have, there's national high five day that is happens like every April. And so we've made this comic book character high five man. And he like goes around <laughs> and like teaches people how to high five and shit. And it's, <laughs> and last year we did like a really, like a full rollout of this whole self promotion day for us. But I challenged everybody to do like a, a colorful and funny take on like testimonial videos that we could get our clients involved in but that like really speaks the language that we pitch to clients. Right. And so that'll be like our first bout of like real promotion to try to get like new business in. But I, we, we don't really do like any advertising ourselves. It's really like, um, we network the fuck out of it out of just Orlando in general, we network like beyond Orlando. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that once you do, really good work for one person then like five other people find yeah. out about it and they ask about it. And so there's this ripple effect that everything that we do, like I said before, is like, we want to focus on what we do really well. And we just like want to do that good work. And you do that, like more opportunities are going to come. And that's part of that. Like, don't stress it. Like we don't, I, I never look like two quarters ahead and I'm like, fuck, we don't have any work coming in. It's like, Hey, things are going to happen. If you just like are a steward of like the, the service that you're providing, yeah, you you're, just do good work process people yep. do your thing exactly kind of like a football team a yeah. good football a team a good football team right hey, don't don't it'll it'll don't fall stress into place. The adversity right handle it move right. forward figure it out there's only one thing that you can focus on and it's like whatever's right in front of you correct you focus on that and you prepare for the future then you're good yeah you know what i mean it's one of, it's one of those things where i feel like at least for the last handful of years with all the focus on mental health and everything yeah. it's it's so easy to get lost in the past for and sure with you know businesses and probably stem from again covid yeah. and stuff you're like it's just you know at this point just deal with it right it is what it is right uh yeah that's, that's like the whole pitch i tell myself all the time like it's so easy to stress obstacles come and be like oh i can literally let this dominate me for at least a couple of days or right. i can just be like dude fuck this is just what it is it is what it is yeah. right and and i think it's it's actually a lot harder to have the mindset of don't like, I'm not going to stress about this, but I'm going to find an alternative way to deal with this or succeed from this. Right. Yep. And I think that if more people had that mindset, they'd be so much more self-sufficient just in life. Right. Like if, if, if you didn't always think about negative outcomes or the negative outlook or the negative perception of something, and you just thought this is what it is, accept it. And then like sidestep it and move forward, then like find that workaround to it. I think people would like could benefit from that outlook you know i think that the word you hit on the head is perception for right? sure i think a lot of the issues in our head are per, it's just all perception right? right we start making these movies in our head and right we're creating a horror instead of yeah. some cool story and then yeah it's one of those so i, I own an outdoor kitchen company mm -hmm. and we started successful right off the bat because we knew what we were doing we already right. ran um, outdoor kitchen companies before. Yeah. And then we had a lawsuit. Damn. While the showroom was opening. Yeah. Our first showroom. Yeah. Um, 
And we were like, fuck, that thing guzzled our money for a year. Damn. We won everything. Like, we did nothing illegal, everyone. But yeah. <laughs> we were, at that point where I'm just, I mean, we were probably one month away from not even being able to open the showroom because we were just out of money. Right. And after that, <laughs> this was before COVID. Yeah. I was just like, dude, it is what it is. Like, right. fuck. Like, if we went through that and somehow still got this thing open yeah. and went through that, like, Nothing's going to stop us. Right. Which, which is cool because it was right before COVID. Yeah. So when COVID hit, like we were in that not stress moment. We're like, all right. You mm-hmm. know, obviously, I, we're stressed about everything else. Yeah. But. And you can stress about like day-to-day stuff. But I, but I think it's like when, when you look at things and, and stressful situations can become so meaningless if you mm-hmm. make them that way. Right? Like if you don't let them get too big to where it's like an anxiety factor for somebody or for yourself or for whatever, it's, it's like uh, – it, it only is what you let it become. Correct. There you go. You know what I'm yep, saying? Yep. Like, that's the easiest way to say it. Yeah. Now I feel like if anything happens, I've like worked on it and built it in my yeah. head where instantly I, it's just automatic where something happens. I'm like, well, fuck, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Like, all right. What, how do I, what's the next move now? Yeah. How do I, how do we go from this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, instead of letting it dwell and suck your soul. Yeah. Right. Uh, Which is so easy to let that happen. So easy. <laughs> I want it. I want to do it every once in a yeah. while, but I don't. Yeah. Um, so with this agency, what's kind of the goal? Where are we at? How many, uh, clients do you have right now? So, uh, it fluctuates. So, so we have two, um, different portions of the business. We have a retainer portion of the business where we have like 17 or 18 clients right now, um, that pay monthly fees for various services that we offer. And then there's the project side of the company. And that's like, uh, like a website, you know, that takes like a 90 day website project or like a 45 day video production project or animation or whatever. So those project clients could be anywhere like monthly could be anywhere between like five to 10 a month. And, um, we've set the business up that way intentionally so that we make about 60 to 70% of our revenue off of retainer clients. And then the rest of that is project. And so that gives us like an incentive to like go out and like find new business and get new business. But internally, what that means for the team is that we bring in, you know, 30% new business every month or so, or like every two months so that we can work on different projects. And it's not just like the same mundane run of the mill thing, right. That you, that could happen with retainer clients. So like we're bringing a new video or bring in like a branding project or something. And, uh, that gets everybody like super fired up. And from a owner and operation standpoint, it's really cool because you can try to like, you can try new project, uh, management workflow styles or something like that on the new projects that you bring in. So we could always like tweak what we're doing. And it's fun for me because I can like mix and match, like, all right, we had a copywriter on this last time. Like, let's let someone else try to be a copywriter on this and see if like they can evolve their skills. So everybody can kind of be like creative and like throw their hat in the ring and, and kind of be involved in the project one way or the other. What your best employee, does he, does he or she do the same thing though? Uh, from, from, (laughs) what do you mean? What do you You mean? You don't have to say the person or from what standpoint? Um, so instead of switching what they do, have they kind of mastered some tasks that you're just like, you know, focus on that because you're fucking badass at it. Yeah. I think that, um, it, from a best employee standpoint, I think, to be honest with you, Jordan and I both probably feel the same way is that it's, it's actually, um, it, it would actually be more of an asset for someone who is really badass at one thing, but also is like open to working in different mediums or like different modes or with different Correct. teams, you know, because 
we really are like a, a we're as creative as we are fully comprehensive of an agency so like we sometimes like we're fully tapped out with like with like creative static design right so like all of our designers are fully tapped out right but if we can bring someone in and say hey we need you to do uh like animation style and that person has worked on a project previously and they know how to do animation it actually makes our agency for maybe that week like twice as big right because now we have two or three animators on staff and then afterwards that person can go back to building a website let's say right so i think i think for me it's like uh i want everybody to, to be super enthusiastic about what they're doing and and want to become like the best locally and then regionally and then nationally at what they do but i also find almost equal value in having a full arsenal yeah someone that's like yeah i want to learn how to do all this shit like this is i'm so invested in this business and this company and this brand that we're building that i want to learn how to do all this other stuff too and that probably helps your retention with employees yeah because yeah. when they have that freedom to kind of feel comfortable saying For sure Hey, I want to do this or yeah. I want to try this. Right. And their bosses are, and they, hey, let's do it. And they love that. You know, like yeah. just, we, we just did a thing. We did a, our first campaign with Jimmy Hula's, uh, we just wrapped that. We're wrapping it this week and we finished photo, sh like a photo shoot and video production like two weeks ago. Right. And our senior, uh, graphic designer was art directing like the whole shoot, like the whole photo and video shoot. And so we had like tons of internal meetings and, and storyboards and mood boards and shit that we put together. And it was like a big collective brain effort from the whole company. And then, um, Jordan and this senior designer and, uh, our content producer went out and got all this, all the photos. Right. But he was like art directing. And I remember when he came back into the office, he was like, dude, like, this is exactly what I want. You know, he's like, I want to be in here and like do badass illustrations for like fun stuff. But like, you just threw us on this project and I just got to art direct this so that, so he could see like the photos, like in real life, like coming together that he was going to edit like the next week. Yeah. So he got to be able to like mold the clay that he was already going to work with like the next week, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And then he just put finishing touches on it. So he was stoked about that. And, and I think like the more that you can kind of like exercise that freedom muscle for everybody, it, the more everyone appreciates it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, why so many people hate a nine to five job is because right. normally your higher ups are controlling you or right. you have no freedom, no, no room to spread your little wings. True. So when someone gets that freedom, then, I mean, yep. then you love going to work. Yeah. Right. And all yeah. of a sudden, if you like what you're doing, the passion's there. Yeah. The all passion, of a sudden your employees are passion. Yeah. Right. But then there's also like that sense of, uh, they feel like supported and they feel like super involved in it too, which like they're actually part of it. Right. Like, which really is what I want them to, you know, like I, you know, when I was at the other agency, like I said before, why I felt like such a, such a, like a misfit is because I was there for, for a while. And I was like, uh, I was definitely super involved with a lot of the clients. Let's put it that way. Right. And there was a point where, someone was hired as like the COO of that company and it was never like offered to me or even like hinted that, Hey, this person. And I just felt like, okay, I'm just like here to like do X, Y, Z. That's it. And they, and, and like, don't get me wrong. They treated me great. Like I felt like I was part of a family and everything, but I think like if I was going to try to stay there long term, I wanted to feel more than that. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm trying to offer that to people. Jordan and I both are trying to offer that to people. Like we want you to feel like you have ownership in this. And so, uh, what we do offer actually to, to kind of like reinforce that is after someone 
an employee's been with us for a year, we offer like a profit sharing program okay. that they're eligible for after 12 months. So like not only do you get to do the kind of work that you want or like interact with clients or have have a say in the creative direction if you want, but like you get to directly have some benefit skin in the game too. from from the revenue, the share, the profit, not the revenue, but the profit that the company's making. Like yeah. you're working super hard. You're in here, you're throwing 40 hours at least of your of your, of your life every week into this company. Yeah. Like we want to offer more than that. You know what I mean? We don't want it just to be a job. We want it to be more. So, cause I mean, I love everything mindset wise and how you guys have it laid out. Yeah. Is that something that kind of grew as time went on? Was that something that you and Jordan were right out the gate? Like, Hey, this is how we want to do it mm-hmm. based on past, yeah. you know, work. So it's, it's, it's twofold for why we did it right out of the gate to answer your question. So it was definitely something that we, um, there's one employee that's been with us, like I told you since March, uh, he's already in the profit share game. So he, he, he benefits from that already. Um, but it was something we wanted to do out of the gate for two reasons. First, because we wanted people to feel like they were just getting more than just a job, right? They wanted to feel like they had a part ownership in the company. Second reason is because when we were starting, we were so small, it's like, how the fuck are we going to compete with talent, like hiring and retention and employees, right? With all these big agencies. And yeah. so like, what were they not doing? And that was, it was that it was like, they're just being an agency. So how do we like flip that and say, we're more than an agency, which we are, uh, we, we treat you differently than an agency would. So like, how do we do that? And so just from like different books that I had read and saw like some different business models and stuff like in those books, it was, it's like, um, it's like, that's like a big, like Japanese and Scandinavian, um, culture thing from a business aspect is that they offer profit share. And when I was in Boston for a conference a couple years ago, um, the brewery shipyard, which is headquartered in Boston, they do full employee profit share. So it's like every bit of their profit, I think it's like 90% of the profit they brought, they employ profit share. Oh, wow. So, uh, when they did that, it was like, man, people weren't late to meetings. People had opinions. People had yeah. like all this shit. Cause they felt so a part of the company. And I was like, I, when I heard that guy validate the theory that I had, I was like, fuck yeah, we're going to, this is what I'm doing when I own my own business. Like there's no other way to do it. And not, I want to give you credit too. Cause not a fuck. There's not a lot of owners of businesses that can even move their ego aside to allow employees yeah. to have profit. Well, right? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, it's true. But I, also at the same time, like it goes back again to like the ethos, right? It's like focus on being like a steward of like what you're doing. Focus on that work every day and money will come. Opportunities will come. Uh, like, uh, value will come and, and, and like recognition will come, right. Awards will come just like focus on doing what you're doing every day and don't, you know, you don't have to be a selfish prick about it. Like you want people to stay with you. You want people to, to care about, I want people to care about me in that office and I want to care about people in that office and I want to enjoy being around them. That's another important thing. And, um, and I think that the profit share thing is, is that. And to piggyback, I mean, you say, you know, I want them to have fun. You want to have fun. And yeah. that's so big because you look at all these jobs that they're just jobs. And, f- you know, to your point, 40 hours a week, that's a fucking good amount of time. Think about it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, as I mean, think about it, over half of our day awake is at work. Right. 
and that's a lot of people don't realize that they don't realize that yeah and it's it's so overwhelming when you're like because then even the half that you're not working right you're like fuck i'm stressed this shit like i hate my job it's just a job my life sucks and when you feel like you're enjoying it and you have that freedom Mm -hmm. to grow and be a part of something Mm -hmm. uh that's a fun environment to be a part of yep and that's huge yep uh how do how do you and jordan kind of split the roles so um so for high five jordan is the creative and content director um and i am and, and he's partner and I am a uh, president digital director and like web director. So we kind of, we offer like five pillars. We call it of, of the business. And the first is creative. Second is content. Third is digital, which is all paid ad stuff like Google ads and Facebook ads. Uh, web is all website development and, and management. And then the fifth one is tech. So that's like CRMs or project management systems or, uh, like communications, like email and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, we split it up basically. Like if you want to look at it in black and white, Jordan is the creative services and I'm like more of like the tech admin services, if you will. I got you. Yeah. Well, and let's have a little fun now too. What's been the worst fuck up with the agency? Like whether it's with a client, whether it's with um, a project, that's a good question. I think, um, the worst fuck up, um, all right. The, the worst <laughs> fuck up when we got into the space that we're in now, uh, we had a handshake agreement with, um, with the landlord about, uh, some, uh, property improvements that we were going to pay for and then get reimbursed back with a discount on the rent. Right. And, uh, so we came in and we put a lot of money, not a lot, but we put a couple, thousand dollars into building out some like additional storage and like a shed for cholo because like we we operate cholo out of that office too and so we put in a decent amount of money for a three-year lease and after we built it uh the landlord had amnesia about the handshake agreement that we had so now there's a permanent structure on their property and it's kind of like all right dude what the fuck uh so in my opinion that has been the biggest uh from like a financial like commitment Um, but from a management and ops standpoint, I think, um, it's, uh, for me, I can only speak for me on this one is, is, uh, being clear and communicative about expectations slash expecting people to understand the communication. Right. Uh, and I've, and over the past, like 18 months or so from like a leader point standpoint, I've gotten much better about, um, conveying expectations and then like following up with like, like a hopeful teaching moment Mm -hmm. to like educate and then like reinforcing. Right. So instead of like explaining it and being like, they got it. If you don't ask questions now you're fucked. Yeah. Now it's like, I explained it. I'm expecting there to be some mishap or miscommunication and then offering like an opportunity to like help educate and grow. Yeah. Yeah. You get I mean, that's with everything too. It's like, it is it's with the it relationship, totally right? Yeah, if you it's have, everything. You can't just say stuff and assume someone else's mind yeah. processes it the same way mm-hmm. you think you're conveying it. Right. Um, that's just huge in general. For sure. Have you guys had any like funny moments, like super funny moments? Yeah. 
with a client or a project? Uh, yeah. So we have um, one client. They're they're a hotelier. I love um, how you already had this one they're, already. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're based out of here. They're based out of Orlando, and they have they're in, they have eight resorts in four states. Right. So they're they're kind of big, and uh, humble brag. Um, but the CEO of that company, um, we got him when we did a video for them. Uh, like right after COVID hit, we did a video with him and we got him like shirtless in a pool with a scuba diver behind him, like all this like wild wacky shit for his video. (laughs) And he was like, so gung ho about doing all of it. Like he didn't, there was like no hesitation at all from his part. He was just like, yeah, let's do it. Like what you think is going to be great in the video. And we're like, yeah. And he's like, let's fucking go. Let's do this. So he like jumped in and he's now like, this is their resort video that they show him like all the rooms when you check in. It's like already on the TV. It's fucking hilarious. And this guy's like eating Ben and Jerry's like a, like a real scuba divers, like behind him in the pool, like popping out of the water and like walking around and shit. It's just, it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's a good one. Is it easy to find? I got, I have to, what a scooter. Uh, oh, the video. Yeah. 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 It's a uh, like, I'll, I'll send you the link. It's Perfect. on our, it's on our YouTube page. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. All right. So let's hop into cello dogs. Okay, Was that the it. first one? Uh, with you and Jordan, the first started? one was, was Cholo. Right. Okay. But we, but we, we worked on some projects. That's how we met in from like an advertising yeah. standpoint. And then once we became friends, uh, we, we, we came up with Cholo dogs and, and that's kind of how it just kind of came to fruition. We, I was, um, I was, uh, with my now wife, uh, and I had, I had woken up in the middle of the night, like, I don't know, like the What's summer, summer shout of out. 2019, Melissa, shout out. And, uh, and I had woken up one night in the middle of the night and I, I like rolled over and I like nudged her and I was like, I'm having weird fucking dreams. And she was like, what about what? <laughs> and I was like about hot dogs. And she was like, why? And I was like, I don't know. I don't even, f- I didn't even fucking like hot dogs. I was like hamburger guy. I don't even fuck with hot dogs. But I had this dream of a table just filled with fucking different hot dogs with like different shit on them. And I mean like filled like a long table that you would see in like a fucking castle in Germany, in Germany, like crazy. And she was like, I don't know, write them down. And then she just went back to sleep. So I was like, all right, fine. So I got my phone and I like put them in the notes. And then the next night I had the same fucking dream and I woke up and I fucking boom, 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 and wrote them down. And then that weekend I was like, fuck, I have like, this, do you sound like kind of good? And so <laughs> it was, it was, uh, the Baracho was one of them, which is the one that has corn on it, Mexican street corn. And I made it and I, her and I had never, the whole time that her and I had been together, she had never seen me eat a fucking hot dog. Right. (laughs) And I made them and we both ate them and she was like, these are fucking good. And I was like, yeah, these are bomb. Right. And so, uh, Jordan and I were at, um, we were at a graffiti junction one night, just me and him, like watching football or basketball or some shit. And, uh, we were just chatting and I was like, dude, I have this idea for like a hot dog cart we could wrap it and we do these like crazy Mexican hot dogs and it would be so cool. And he was like, let's fucking do it. Let's go. So he was so gung ho about it that I couldn't say no. I was like, yeah, we're okay. Fine. We're doing, we're doing this fucking idea. And, uh, we, we branded the whole fucking thing out. We cemented the menu and we were like, all right, came up with a business plan. I was like, cool. This is how much we need to get it off the ground. Like so we you did guys it. made, created the menu just you two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. We just ripped the whole fucking thing. And, um, yeah, created all the branding, ripped the website, got the social media rolling. We did like some small video stuff. We floated it out to some like local publications like Bungalower. And once they got wind of it, uh, they they published it. 
And they were like, new hot dog cart coming to Orlando. And we were like, fuck, we don't even have a hot dog cart yet. So I was just going to ask. I was yeah. like, wait, so, so then, when, do, when, when do you get all the stuff to yeah. make so, this happen? So then we went online, found a custom hot dog cart, fucking had it shipped in from Tennessee. We Jordan and I assembled it, and we got it fucking – I did the design for the wrap. Uh, actually, no, a friend of mine did the design for the wrap, but we, like, laid it all out and um, got, the, got the whole fucking thing wrapped. And then I think our first – Official event was behind for some reason the foxtail off of university by UCF. They were having like a market, and we were back there. That was the first one. It was like sometime in like mid August. It was hot as fuck outside. It was like <laughs> so hot. Totally, hot dogs. we were totally unprepared for how hot it was going to be. It was miserable, and then it just kind of grew and grew and grew and grew. And now it's like this like cult following. People love it. We. Uh, we have our second cart being built right now, custom build, and that'll be done by like the first week of October. So then we'll have two ripping around and then we're going to open the kitchen in the Foxtail bar in downtown Sanford. They're opening a new bar down there. So we'll be all the food option inside of that bar. Is that the one um, like in a little mini plaza right next to that apartment complex? Uh, I think there's a 24 hour cycle. No, this is on. Uh, you know where West End Trading Company is, the the like the concert venue. Yeah, it's across the street from that. Okay. And then above are some like condos above this space. It's like a brand new build, brand okay. new like build out, new construction. And uh, where yeah, like bottom floor, and it's something crazy like fifteen hundred square feet, or maybe even a little bit bigger than that. It's like kind of big spot. And yeah, we're the, we're the kitchen in there, and and they're gonna have like full liquor and beer. Um, it'll be tight. So Damn. we'll have two carts. We'll have that place. And then who knows? We might, I mean, depending on how good the second cart does, we might say fucking and buy a third oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. So what does it, what does the cart look like? Is it, is it uh, drivable or is it a tr- more of a trailer? Cart? No, it's a trailer oh. cart. So, um, you know, we, it's crazy because we actually, at first we were like, all right, we're going to do this and then buy a truck, right. Or buy like a bigger trailer. But what we found out is that people actually like it a lot more because like the human interaction versus like being up in a truck yeah. is different, right? Like you think about like ordering a from a food window. truck. Yeah. You're like looking up at the guy and you can't see who they are, just their face. Right. And it's like, you can't see them cooking your food. But when you're like on the ground, like eye to eye with people, uh, we've gotten like so much better of, uh, of like interaction, uh, and, and like people hang out and we'll talk and have a conversation and then while they're eating their fucking troller dog, and then they'll be like, fuck, I want another one, and they'll get another one. <laughs> and it's smart. It's, it's cool. Hot dog. You know, it's cool because it's like you've never seen a hot dog cart like this before. It's like fully fucking wrapped. We have a like a wrestling bell that we ring on it that when the order's up, it's just like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and it's it's cool. It's like a, it's a little experience. And then the second one's going to be a little bit bigger, like slightly bigger, and it'll have like a canopy built into it. And, um, you know, it's going to be – the same like perspective it's like we are just out here selling fucking hot dogs there's no like snobbery about it just like come up and chill and talk to us and hang out and like get a ch- get a couple chola dogs and and that's like totally what the brand is it's like this like in your face brand but it's like totally approachable and and cool and it's, it's like it's a fun it's fun dude hot dog. yeah and it's <laughs> like one of those things where when jordan and i met we were like man we just want to do like cool things because we're both from here like you are and like we want to do cool things for Orlando. Like I'm sure a lot of the people like the Duvin guys are on here and, and Sam from Gypset, like they want to do cool things and they want people to be like, that's from Orlando. Like, Oh yeah. I saw this sticker in like Colorado. It's like, 
that's from Orlando. Like, how do you know about this? And she's like, oh, it's badass. Of course I know about it. You know what I mean? And so we want to be like a part of that fabric that like helps drive the coolness factor that the city has been missing, like a personality that it's been missing for a long time. And we want to, yeah. want to help build that. It's been, that's part of Chola. That's what Chola Dogs is. such a, almost like a flat line kind of city. Like there's yeah. no uniqueness, like, no it's, personality it, it's, in that sense. And it's not that like Orlando isn't cool. Cause it is like growing up here. It was cool. Like yeah. you had like the lakes and the beach and you had like all this outdoor shit, but like the people are nice and it's kind of got like a small town, but like big town kind of feel almost. And so I feel like now with what we're seeing, like some development with like some of the stuff that's happening in Mills 50 and like downtown, we're getting like more of a, uh, like big city builds, like big city restaurants, big city bars. And like, we want to be like, Oh, the cool big city brand of like hot dogs sounds stupid, but you know, like there's like the hometown retailer, like Duvin. And there's like the cool advertising agency that represents all the cool Orlando businesses. And that's high five. And then there's like Orlando shirts that makes Orlando based shirts that people actually wear. And it's not like shitty yeah like <laughs> like mouse you get it, it from the kiosk at the at the airport right yeah. it's like oh this is my neighborhood like i'm wearing the shirt because it's like kind of a badass take on my neighborhood and like we just want to be a part of that i wonder how much of it stems deep down from us locals saying like all these tourists come in or they hear orlando yeah what do they think they only oh think. it's That's disney world think. universal yeah. right it's like fuck we're, mm-hmm. we actually have a separate city from those for sure essentially totally separate uh yeah, it's a whole different world, and it's funny because tourists never come downtown, ever, ever. ever. They stay in that whole area, right? It's for like, sure, we feel almost left out, yeah, and this or upset a little bit because right. it's not, it's not bundled as one. It's not exactly. Let's be real, Disney's not actually in Orlando, right? Right. Like they have Lake Buena Vista, that's yeah, yeah. their own city. And I and I think like, uh, it's one of those things like there's got to be a group of people that kind of like, um, that that maybe like spark that movement of. Like, I think a lot of people that, um, I have befriended over like my professional career that are from here made the conscious, conscious effort to stay here or come back here to like do that, to like put that good foot forward to kind of help it become cooler, if you will. But really it's like to help it like evolve a personality Yeah. and like all the coolest cities have a personality. It's like you go to like, let's say Austin has definitely has its own personality or like like a Seattle, like yeah. you think about like some of these cities, like they have like their own food that you can only get, or you only get or at those cities, known, right? Known yeah, for like a cheesesteak, or like uh like Chicago beef, or like like pizza in New York. You know, it's like barbecue in Austin. Yeah, yeah, right. And I so love fucking barbecue. Me too. I love fucking barbecue. <laughs> Terry Black, so, shout out. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's just it's like one of those things. And Jordan and I talk about this literally all the time. It's almost like a compulsive obsession where it's. We just want to like, man, this would be really cool if we did this for everybody, you know, like we want to do a block party for Halloween on mills and we want to shut mills down. We want to make it like a cool thing. And we just want to like bring these experiences to people or like bring these hot dogs to people or bring these shirts or whatever. Right. So we kind of, that's, that's our MO. I think it's cool because I don't don't ever talk about generations by the way, but I feel like us millennials are, we've seen, you know, the generation before us hustle start businesses but mm. they don't ever have personalities mm. in that business or a soul it's just right. a business it's a business yeah and i think we're 
trying to get some excitement. We know that right. there needs to be more. It can to be it. both. It can yeah. be both for sure. A business needs a real soul. Yeah. Uh, and, and personality on its own. And I'm and I'm like super jealous of like city culture in L.A. Right. Like I I I like L.A. and I think that like L.A. has like a lot of their own. Like you go out there and, and like the neighborhoods are sectioned off by like uh like groups of people and I don't mean that in like a segregated way but it's just like you get like a little bit of culture from like this corner versus that corner versus the other corner you know yeah. what I mean and I think that that is like a fabric woven together inside of LA that makes it really really fucking cool and I think that we could have almost something similar here uh, if people were um, motivated to like stay here or build here you know and I think. We're just trying to like jumpstart it a little bit and like help it become that. It's probably probably won't happen for a couple decades, but like we just want to be the foundation of it. I think that whole Mills area is doing a good job for of sure. really igniting it. I th- totally agree. I would say that's the number one yeah. area that's trying to boom some personality. Yeah. And I love how everyone there helps each other. Yeah. It's not like some right. rivalry business And that's section. one of the reasons why we decided to like have our office over there. You know, we're right off of Mills and we're really tight with uh, all the dudes from Gnarly and, you know, GB's Gnarly, like that group um, of ownership. And they're super awesome. They they support us. We support them. We're really cool with like Florida Room and Lucky Lure and like all those little spots down there, the East, the tattoo shop. Tell, and, like, Lure, t- tell Lure to give me some discounts because I drink too much there. It's <laughs> <laughs> my spot. That place is cool as shit. Yeah. And, but it's, I agree with you. You know, it's like, it's like, neighborhood like that can start to influence other main street districts. If you want to call them in Orlando, yeah. you know, like milk district does another good, they're another good one for it. College park could be, but they're lacking. Sorry, ladies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like Soto can do a good job of it too. It's, it's just like, it is what you make of it, man. It is what it is. It's, it's what you let it become. And that was a, everyone always asked me why I was focusing on Orlando, at least to get this thing going. Yeah. Even though, I'm moving, like I told yeah, you right. earlier. I'm moving out of the city, but yeah. uh, it's for business and stuff. But I was like, I still want to drive up here and focus on Orlando because, right. as much as I'm not a huge fan of it, at least now, mm-hmm. but it's in my blood here. I yeah. was born and raised here, yeah. you know, and I want this city to not be what it's known for in the past. Right. I want this thing to fucking bloom the way it should be. And yeah. the people are here for it. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know if it's been more of the the city it's, itself or it's funny because a couple a couple weeks ago I was in Chicago, another great I mean Chicago's, Chicago's a great awesome. fucking city and uh you know it has a lot of history. So, you know, it has a lot of layers to it, a lot of neighborhoods. Uh all of that to say, I was with some friends and um you know some some other people kind of joined our group and we went to dinner and did whatever and and I was talking to this girl who is originally I think from like Iowa or some shit. And, uh, she was just like shitting on Orlando, like super hard. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't disagree with what How you're saying. From Iowa going to shit on anywhere cool, else. Cause she lives in, she lives in <laughs> Chicago now. So she's like spoiled by oh, fucking yeah. Chicago, which I get it was Chicago rules. Uh, and, and, and I was like, I was like, look, I don't disagree with like a lot of the things that you're saying, but like it, uh, it motivated me more to be like, yeah, like, but we can make it so, so much cooler. There's resources here. There's people that have money. There's people that have vision. There's people that have talents that can make this place like cooler than what it is right now. Next week it could be even cooler. Yeah. You know? I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I hate hearing. I do too. I, I hate hearing tourists or s- people that from outside of Orlando, yeah. when you say Orlando, 
they all respond almost for very sure. similar and it's for sure it's not it's more irritating i yeah, think and it, it almost irritating. like dri- it drives a little bit yeah. like you know fuck that yeah, yeah. You know? orlando's got a little bit so more i should have a little I, bit more. i make it a point when i'm when i'm out of state or like out of town or whatever and i'm going somewhere in some other city and i just make it a point i always wear orlando shirts when i'm out just so people could get a get a glimpse of him be like that's a cool shirt and be like i know it's from orlando it's it that's is a cool fucking there. shirt yeah <laughs> it's fucking cool so so with you and jordan start starting the hot dog thing yeah kind of tell me the little journey of it come getting up like we got the menu we got yeah you know the the trailer right uh what was kind of that like first couple months of it actually going so we did good we did really good and we um we learned a lot in the first few months like any business owner when they you know in the first six seven twelve months of their business um we were just we were going about it the wrong way at first we were we were trying to like be a staple let's say outside of wally's and we'd be at wally's like every friday you catch us here right and then we realized like there's no like fucking foot traffic there. Right. So you have yeah. to go to events. And then we figured out quickly that like, okay, we put this thing out at events and we do really good at events because it's a concentration of people. So like, cool. We, we only go out for events. Then we started getting more and more events. We started learning about more events, networking with people. Jordan does a really good job of like meeting people who, uh, getting to know and meeting people, um, that run these events. Um, and so he gets us into a lot of those and he does a really good job booking the cart. Um, but, uh, after COVID and, and like June, uh, we tried to do like a little brick and mortar and it was just like a month to month lease just to see like, Hey, I was gonna ask you if you guys tried that. Yeah. Like what's going to happen. So we, we did that and, and we, we invested a little bit of money into that and it, it didn't work out. But I think what we, we got two awesome things out of this. We got experience out of like, okay, we could run a store like XYZ and we kind of figured out how to do that in like a crash course of like three months. But then we actually got quite a few like badass employees out of that that have like helped us like take it to the next level who are super, super passionate about it. So shout out Jeff and Dom, you guys fucking rule. Um, and, and they crush it for us. Like they are fucking obsessed with Cholo dogs as a brand. They are, they push it all the fucking time. They always have friends out. They're always like, they're just like a good face for the business. You know what I mean? To like be operating the cart. Yeah. So um, after we closed down that brick and mortar, uh, it, we were kind of like, all right, in, we were in between events. We were like, no one is having events. And then that's how that idea came up. We were like, it, it became, it was like, you know, this time 2020 it was like end of September. And we were like, fuck this dude. We just do our own events. Like we're tired of like calling people and being like, yo, open your event up. Cause they were worried like, Oh, it'd be a super spreader event. Uh, and I'm like, ah, we're outside. Like people are fucking outside doing shit anyways. Like, let's just have these events. Yeah. So we launched our own. It did really good. That took off. And then to be honest with you, the growth has been since like December of COVID year to now, it's just like skyrocketed. It is just like taken off. And you know, it's, it's that thing where, when we started the business, my vision for it was always like, we're going to have like a fucking army of carts and we're going to be in Jacksonville and Orlando and Tampa and Miami and Fort Lauderdale and Fort Myers. And we're just going to be fucking all over the place. Right. Uh, and, and then it kind of shifted into like, well, maybe we could just do like these like small, like uh, food hall things. Right. But it didn't catch on like we thought. And it's really like the cart aspect of it is, is like, is a big factor. That's, I mean, that's the way that we're going to take it now. Like we know for a fact, we've tested this other shit out. We know like, this is the way to do it. Um, we, we know that like getting in with like sports venues would be good. 
you know, and, and like being at Camping World Stadium or being in like a baseball stadium or some shit. Like that's, that's a great, yeah, it's a great partnership for us to, to, to venture into that. And cause we've done it a few times. Uh, but the carts, man, the cart is, you know, you go to a, you go to any event in Orlando and the carts out there and like people just gravitate towards the branding. I think that's really what it is. And the hot dogs are good as shit too. But like, if you've never had it or seen it before, you're like, what the fuck is this? It doesn't have like a wrestling. Then, yeah. It has head. a whole wrestling, <laughs> uh, wrestling's like scene on the front of it. The second cart is going to be even more crazy with the design and everything. So do you we're, think we're every is going to try to one up the one? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we have the we have the resources to do that, so we're for sure going to do that. That's how. That's, yeah, yeah. So, how often do you guys move the trailer? Uh, I mean, night to night. It's like oh wow. Yeah, so like we'll go to Tactical Brewing in in uh, uh, Baldwin Park. We'll do that on like a Thursday. Then we'll go to Wally's on Friday. Then we'll go to a big event on Saturday that could be, could be in like Seminole County. Um, it's it's all over. It depends like week to week. So we book shit out like about a month in advance, a little bit over a month in advance. So like right now, I think um, we have like October is something crazy, like almost 40 events already booked because we're banking on like we're going to have the second trailer. So like we're going to be two places at once like yeah. every weekend. So we're excited about that. Are you somewhere every day in the in a month or uh no I, I it's it's really just like on like like thursday friday saturday sunday we're double booked so we're going to be at like two events okay smart so like one cart goes here one cart goes there and then we'll hit our mainstay like tasty tuesday in the milk district or tasty takeover and uh then there's um some other stuff that we do like every wednesday at, at tactical we're always there for like the run they do like a run club but we, yep. we have a good relationship with those dudes, so so we're cool with them, and they always have us over on Wednesdays and crush that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I wanted to ask you a little earlier. Yeah. Why, why did the brick and mortal – Mortar? Mortar. Uh, I, think it, I think it failed for two reasons. I think – so we were in the spot um, – you know where Frankenstein's used to be, like yeah. under, under yep, the movie yep, yep. theater? So we were in there, and I think it failed for two reasons. I, I don't know if the spot was great in Wait, general. you guys were in the actual spot Frankenstein's was? Uh, yeah. Cause they that turned it corner? into like a, like, yeah, a hot, it was yeah. like a hot dog, but they turned it into like a food hall. Yeah. Right. And so, so there was like a pizza place in there and then there was, uh, uh, was it Pokehaunt? Not Pokehaunt. Uh, whatever Pete owned to Yeah. And that was in the front. And then we were next to the bar, like on that wall when you walk in, like right over here to the left. So, um, I think that the spot like wasn't great cause it was never like a spot that was always packed. You know, yeah. and then loved it, but it was just yeah, in a weird. It's just a weird spot. Like there's not like the other where do you park Street, and like just... where are you walking from? So it's like, uh, and then on top of that, it, it was you know like in June, so COVID, everything shut down all of April into May, and then shit started opening back up in in Florida in May, but none of these office buildings were open. Uh, and that's, so that we were banking on like lunch, there. lunch is going to come back in like August and everything's going to be good. And we gave it till August and it was like, fuck, nobody's, they're not opening these back up. They, all these made, they made announcements like chase and like all these big companies from like New York or the West coast that have these big office buildings here. They're like, yeah, we're just going to be out of office for the next year. And they just said it They're like, fuck it. And we were like, and right when I got that news, I was like, fuck this, close this bitch up. Like we, it's not going to, we're, we're just going to be losing money here. And you, know? that, you were month to month though. Right? Month to month, yeah. That's, Which is the only reason why we went in there for that okay, reason. I was gonna say you that's a I mean? savior. Yeah, if you yeah. Commit. We, wouldn't have, we wouldn't have done a long term lease in there, no way. All right, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the reason why that. Um, 
failed. Now I do think like this spot that we're going to be in in Sanford is going to be great Monday or sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Sanford's a weekend spot. And the fact that it's going to be a foxtail bar, like what milk house is, that's basically they're, they're replicating mm-hmm. that. I think the reason why that's going to be a success is because uh, a lot of people are pumped for that fucking spot to open. And it's in a very popular part of Sanford where there are people just like bar hop all day, all, the time. all through there. Right. So, uh, you know, we're going to be in there. People know, people know us and love us in Sanford already. We do a lot of events over there, a lot of pop-ups and shit. And, uh, I, I just think that Sanford is a no brainer for us. It's like the crowd that you want to be in with Cholo dogs. And what kind of, when you guys are doing Cholo dogs, how do you juggle doing that at night high yeah. five during the day? Like, yeah, yeah. So that's a, a lot of that is, is just like props to Jeff and Dom who they, they run the cart. Um, and they, they help us with like booking and getting shit out there and, and food ordering and doing a lot of the organization. So, uh, we, we, Jeff is, Jeff is our go-to guys are both of our right-hand man. Um, so Jordan will get a lot of the information in for a lot of the events and shit like that. And he'll put it all on the schedule. And then we have like a weekly meeting where we just get in and like, Hey, what do we need? Are we strapped for anything? Basically like, like I run point on like from a finance perspective, like what do we, do we need to shift anything around? Do we need any more help X, Y, Z? And Jeff, Jeff has it handled. So Jeff, Jeff will order all the food, make sure everything's there. He's, he's always the one who's getting the cart set up and running the operations at the actual events. So he's, uh, he, he crushes it for us. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's, uh, definitely helpful that we have him. Cause like we, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of what we could do without him. Yeah. Cause not many businesses start up and can almost say, Hey, I got two employees that essentially manage. Yeah. all almost all of it and yeah. then i you and jordan just have to kind of fill in those little gaps yeah. where you yeah. have to make we some just support them from like a leadership standpoint you know it's like we just make sure that they're paid make sure there's money in the bank account make sure there's events to go to and they they just go work basically right and so it's it's really cool because they're like i said they're stoked about working at cholo dogs uh and we love fucking jeff jeff loves us he's like a part of the family now and, um, you know, it's, it's like, he's made it super stress-free on us to do this. And, and we are super, are super, super, uh, thankful because we can do like a lot of the creative shit from like the agency standpoint that we love to do Yeah. to like do this video production or do like manage the website or run the social media. You know, we do a lot of that stuff obviously in house. So it's, it's beautiful balance, if you will. Uh, how, how are you going to hire for the next trailer? Well, that's going to let be, them do it. Yeah. Well, Jeff, <laughs> let them yeah. do the hires. So Jeff is, Jeff is going to, uh, run the new trailer and then Dom will run the second trailer. And, um, if we need a third person as like a rotational person, we'll, we'll pick them up when we need them. Nice. So that's are, the plan for that. You're going to let them start trying to find or recruit. Yeah. He, he knows. I'm like, I told I him, like, say, dude, get, I, find someone like you guys. <laughs> I told him, I said, I said, Jeff, if we get to a point where we're so busy, we need a third person. I'll fucking shake your hand, dude. Like, let's go. I'm like, Get us so busy that we need a third fucking person to, that we're running this thing like 24 hours a day. Like, that's what I want. So, and how f- you started this, how far before 2020? Uh, we started it in, I think we were running it. A, did we start it in 2018? No, we started in 2019. We started it in uh, officially like August, like first week of August of 2019. And then we were running it like that whole quarter. I think that's right. No, we started in 2018. Yeah, we started in August of 2018. 
So we ran it for a full year and then year and a half and then COVID hit. How, how'd you, so did you guys ever think with Cholo dogs that you guys might have to not lose it, but backtrack? No, because the cool thing about the cart is that, uh, it's not much overhead once it's all paid yeah, for. It's just that initial investment, right? It's like a sunken cost right then and there. And I mean, I can park it at my house and store it if I need to cost free. So just stop ordering food that for was, a little yeah. bit. And so that to me, to be honest with you, it was one of those things I was like, man, if I need to, I'm going to hop on this fucking cart and go make a couple hundred bucks every night so that I can pay for shit. Yeah. That was my yeah. initial thought with like COVID. I was like, fuck the advertising agency's done. Like we're not going to get any business. Cholo dogs. Like I pulled all the money together that were in all the bank accounts and like looked at all the finances. I was like, okay, we have money to live for X amount of months. And other than that, we're going to go hustle and make money selling fucking hot dogs during the pandemic. Like that's what I thought for a little lemonade stand lifestyle. That's what I thought. Yeah. So thank God we had it because I knew I had a little bit of relief there. Um, and to be honest with you, it's just, you, I mean, you look at it, it's, it's a great investment even with or without Cholo dogs. It's like, if you can have somebody that is super involved, invested in it and really involved with running it, like you can make good amount of money off of it. What's your most popular dog? Uh, it's the Baracho. I would say, so we just switched the menu up. We just added, uh, we took one hot dog off and added three new ones. So we have five now. And um, we have the Baracho is the one with the corn, the Mexican street corn. The Peli Roja is the one that has the avocado sauce. That's a super popular mm. one. And then one of the new ones that we've added is... Um, the growler and that one has like refried beans on it and Fritos and all kinds of shit. And that one is slowly becoming super popular too. You know, it's, I think personally it's super dope because hot dogs, I mean, other than the beef stuff, but I like you go to, I, you know, Chicago, right? Yeah. I don't like anything on a Chicago dog Yeah, other than the dog itself. Exactly. Like I don't like relish. I don't want, you know, onion, all this other I don't shit. like onions, honestly. Yeah. Or the sports or, peppers that they have. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, yeah. none that. of that excites me at all. Right. Uh, when I went to Chicago, I, I just got the, it's, what is it, the Italian beef? Or, yeah. yeah. I got that, but I never tried a hot dog in yeah. Chicago. Cause yeah, yeah. It's just Chicago dogs are weird. It's yeah. It's, they have like yeah, the, the first time, pickle and like all this shit. It's like. The first time someone ordered it for strange. me, I was like, I'm not going to eat this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But it's pickle? like, it's like the famous hot dog. And, but I will say the Seattle dog, which is the one that has cream cheese. That's fucking fire. Yeah. It's good. That's why, I mean, with y'all, with the Mexican version, like, fuck, who doesn't like Mexican yeah, food? Right, or at exactly. least Tex-Mex, right? It's like everything on it makes it better. And hot dogs, in my opinion, it's like a food that you can't fuck up. So it's, it's like, a, it's, it is what it is. Some it's beef and a bread. Like, right. yeah. all right. So yeah. you can put that with Whatever a lot you, of other things. For sure. Are you ever, I don't know if you guys thought about this and I don't want to ruin anything, but have you guys ever thought of having trailers that do a different style of dogs? Yeah, we had thought about it before. Um, we we hold some intellectual property for some other things that we had thought about, but I think we want to take this, like as far as we can take it, yeah. and see like where that goes. And then yeah, you don't want to pivot too early. Yeah, you don't want to pivot add too much, and then like lose maybe some of the steam or momentum that you have. So we want to take this and we want to expand to another city. And I think at that point, then we look at it and we say, all right, we could do the same formula much quicker with this different version or style of hot dog and export it out and just go with that. And you, you know? said, you said since 2020 or since the pandemic started that Cholo dogs was growing 
pretty rapidly. Yeah, right? well, it's really been, it's grown more after the pandemic than before. I mean, it was like super popular before, don't get me wrong, but uh, for some reason, starting like quarter four of 2020 to now, like that, this like past almost two years yep. has been like, what do you through, think it's been? Ru- I, I think it's like people maybe, I, I don't know. I people think, can ward a mouth at now that it's just, yeah. But I, I, but then I think like there was like an explosion of like, sh- like people were doing shit locally. Yeah. Right. There were way more that right now there's more events than I've ever seen in yep. Orlando ever. Yep. Right. So like people are getting around and talking and like, have you seen this? And we, we've grown the team in high five to like help run that social media and the social media is like taken off. So I think it's a lot of things. It's like, we have more resources. We have more money to like pour into it. We've been, uh, we've hired employees to run it. You know, I think it's just like, we've been showing more love. We've been watering the plant and it's been growing. You know what I'm saying? And so you have those two and then you have the Orlando t-shirts, Orlando shirts. Yeah. Orlando shirts. Mm -hmm. When did that come about? Orlando shirts we bought. So, so the girls that originally owned it, I grew up with and they moved away and kind of like stopped doing it and just went a different career path. And, uh, I remember like last year we, we take everybody in high five on, uh, an annual, uh, retreat every year. And, um, so we were in Seattle last year and, uh, I, I was on the, on that trip. I was like, what's the next move for us? Like, what, what, what am I going to be super stoked about next year? You know, like, not that I'm not grateful and stoked about what I'm doing now, but like, you get how that, do I, how do I continue to, yeah. How do you continue to grow? Right. Like, how do you continue to like push momentum into something? And, uh, I had always loved Orlando shirts and I was doing designs for them when they were running it. And they, they built like a really good following around it. I think they built it up to like 10,000 followers or some shit on Instagram and they were, it was really popular when they were doing it. And on my way back, uh, on the flight, I was like, this, like, this is the next move. The next move is Orlando shirts. I'm going to call them when I get back. Sure enough, that Monday I called him and I said, Hey, what do you want for all this intellectual property, the website, the social medias, the name, like all of it. And we agreed on a price and I bought all of the library of designs. And then, um, I got them, I rebuilt the website within like a week or two and got everything functioning again. And then I told Jordan, I was like, Hey, look, we're going to spend this much money on building the business back up this year. And we're going to learn a lot of it this year. Like we're going to take these 12 months in the calendar year to like learn a lot about the Figure business. Like all out. what does well, what prints well, like what do people want? How do you run social? How do you run emails? It's like a test year. Right. And we're going to go into it at X amount of money. And the year after that is going to be, so next year is going to be the growth year. Next year, we want to be like super aggressive with our forecasts, our marks, like everything that we do. Uh, we have a better plan with how we're going to like produce designs and shit. We're going to try to get all the designs done in like quarter one of next year versus like trying to do a little bit of time throughout yeah, the whole year. Right. Knock it all out. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been cool because my mind is, is like hyperactive. It like doesn't shut off. Right. So I'm like always thinking about shit when I'm at home watching TV, I'm usually like thinking about something and That's like how watching the TV. Right. That's it's why like, I have to smoke weed at night. Yeah. It's like <laughs> my, my head is like, it's, it's not like ADD. It's like I can focus on shit. It's just like, if I go down a rabbit hole and I focus too much on something, it's like, I'm, I'm there for like hours, yep. you know? So for me, it was like this next thing, like we have Cholo dogs in a good spot high five is, is in a good spot. And now the next thing was like Orlando shirts, like this is part of our business holding mission statement, right? It's like cool shit for Orlando. Right? How, how did you even Orlando know cooler. that 
how did you even know that they would be willing to sell? Because uh, they they asked me if I wanted to buy it when they first they first listed it for sale when they stopped in like 2017 or 2018. Oh, so they completely like stopped. They it. stopped it, right? Why, do you know why they stopped? Just yeah, because they they went like different paths. Like different. one of them went one of them was like a really badass photographer, and she went to FSU for film school. Like went back to school at FSU for film school, and they have a really good film school. And then the older sister was in a. She she got a job at like one of the local media companies, and so she was just doing that. And you know they just weren't doing it anymore. So my uh, they originally asked me if I wanted to buy it, and uh, at that point I was like, nah, I'm focused on like getting other things moving. And then I sat back, like I said, like on that flight, I was like, this is the fucking time to do it. So I hit them up, and they were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's work out a deal, and we did. Sign the paperwork, and then boom. Thank God you chose Seattle because the flight might not have been long, long enough, enough if you chose somewhere to else. Think it through. I mean, yeah. I, I wrote the whole business plan out on my fucking iPad and shit. I was like, like I said, I was my brain's always going, so I was just thinking about the future, the next few months. I was like, man, every year I just want to be not maybe start a new business, but every year I just want to like evolve in a way. Yeah. You know, it's like it, I can't help it. It's just it's how I am. How many times do you eat hot dogs now? Never. Still never. Never. Uh, other it, than like menu tasting. Yeah. When it first started, when we first did it, we ate so many fucking hot dogs that I'll never, Oh, I'll never, I'll never go to the cart to the, to one of the hot cholo carts and be like, fuck it. Yeah. Let me fucking, <laughs> let me fucking <laughs> let me have one right now. Yeah. I just can't do it anymore. They are delicious. As everyone knows, that's had one. They are fucking the best hot dogs in, in Orlando, possibly in Florida. Uh, but I just I've eaten hundreds of fucking hot dogs over the past couple of years. I just can't do it anymore. It's yeah, like once rough. you house enough hot dogs, it's yeah, it's tough like, to keep it going. Yeah, that's that guy a- that's in the in the hot dog eating contest every year. Fuck man, how the fuck? Chestnut. How does he do it? How can you look at a hot dog and be like, I elect to eat that after? Uh, yeah, after dipping. In I can't. Water I can't <laughs> fucking dude. There's no way. How could you do uh, that? Crazy. So I I vomit watching them yeah. eat that shit. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, this they're not even eating it as a hot dog. It's right. just the the dog separately with buck. fucking yeah, disgusting soggy water. water. Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. So So then with the uh Orlando shirts, what what did you make different from what it was before you took over? Not much. They I mean they they built um they built a really good foundation for it. Uh, they made it like a lifestyle brand. Jordan and I talk about this all the time, and, and he's totally in agreement too. I think the, the cool thing about it is that Jordan and I both are uh, idea people, and um, it was an opportunity for us to come up with a bunch of fucking crazy ideas for shirts. and Not crazy, but like, like unique, wild ideas, different. unique. Yeah, uh, come up with all these different ideas for shirts, and we could just put them in our project management software and like get to them when we got to them. And it was like an outlet to be, to like force, not force ourselves, but to like, we could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's funny because when we talk sometimes it's like, we, we think, I, I remember when he and I were talking about if it was a good idea or not to buy uh, Orlando shirts. And I remember I sat back in my chair and we were in my office and I'm like looking up at the ceiling and I looked at him and I was like, I'm like, who says we can't do this? I was like, we have the money. We, have the knowledge and like the wherewithal and the resources to do this was like who the fuck is going to tell us not to do it and we say that to each other all the time it's like we can do what we want like no one's going to say no who's going to tell us not to who's going to say it's a bad idea that'll probably bite us in the ass at some point but right now like (laughs) 
right now, like that's how we, you know, if we are toiling on a decision, it's like, who's going to say no? If like, it, why not? You know what I mean? And that's kind of like the way that we're, we're going about it. And I think it's really cool because they built a really good product and we just took it and just advanced it. We made more designs. You know what yeah. I mean? We just, uh, we didn't really change. We, we changed the logo and, uh, we changed like the slogan and the tagline. But, um, other than that, like we skimmed the website, but we, as a, as a brand, we want to keep it the way that they made it because I, we, th- we think it's perfect. It like represents what Orlando is, you know? I'm a little upset at you for two reasons. Why? Should have brought a cholo dog. Yep. I would have housed one of yep, those. Yeah, for sure. And I should have, sh- I should have got the best designed Orlando Fuck shirt. Yeah, I know. My bad, my bad. Wrapped I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. I'll get you. In an Orlando shirt. In a package together. I'll hook you up. I got you. We'll get you some shit. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. So, and then you did the part, the parking lot party. Parking so lot that party. was, yeah. That's so f- semi fresh, right? Yeah. So. Technically in order, it was Cholo Dogs, High Five, Parking Lot Party, then Orlando Shirts. And Parking Lot Party was like towards the end of pandemic year. And that was like we were struggling with trying to find events. So that just stemmed from a need. The need. The need. For Strictly the need. It was like one of those situations where people tell you like uh, create like the demand. But yep. the demand was there. We were creating the solution Solve or the, the supply. Yeah. Right. So we were solving that fucking problem. And we just connected the dots, and like for, even from the first one, we we originally started doing them behind Conrad Shanty uh, on Mills right there, mm-hmm. and that's when the GBs guys owned it before they sold it, and um, that's how we became like super tight with them. And ever since then, it's been one of those things where we don't put a lot of pressure on ourselves about it. Uh, it, it it's Jordan's pet. And he, he, he loves doing them cause he's, he's a little social butterfly. So he loves like <laughs> putting on the events and like going out and talking with people and, and, and being, being that guy and he's great at it. So more power to him. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the background on that one. Just how do I support you, bud? Like what, what can I do? And, and, um, so yeah, it was, it was one of those things where we both brainstormed on, Hey, you know, is it a good idea to do it? Should we not do it? And then I remember if like it sits in that little moment. The it's next, always going to be a fuck. Yeah. It's one of those things where who's going to tell us not to, right. It was yeah. another one of those moments. And, and I think like the next week after we, he and I talked about it like extensively for like two hours, we talked about it the next week, uh, about like what it could be. Right. Yeah. And the potential that it had the next week, he was like, cool, we're doing uh, part, our first parking lot party on yada, yada date. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's fucking roll with it. So, um, yeah, we got those going, uh, officially like in 2021 is when we first started doing those events. And then, um, yeah, the way we look at this is like a thing where we could hold like large umbrella insurance policies. We could buy tons of props. We can buy like stupid shit and yeah. it's, it's Make not, it yeah, but it's not a, um, it, it wouldn't be considered like, uh, like an unnecessary expense for tax codes. Right. So yeah. because it's an events company, like we can shelter a lot of shit as write-offs over there at this company. This is the way my brain was working on yeah. it. I was like, yeah, let's start this up, put a little bit of love into it. And then we hold like a $5 million insurance policy that covers our ass. And then we have all these, like we could buy like a mechanical hot dog and guess what? We could bring that out with Cholo dogs. And like, it, it's not an unnecessary expense because it is an events company. So like if we were doing that as high five, we couldn't write that off. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, or it would be frowned upon. So um, you know, it was just one of those things where it just like widened what we could do and how we could do it. And it was a cool thing to like get into the fold and it was like relatively cheap to, to kind of like lay it out and get into it. So it's almost like every business you started 
ended up helping the next one. Yeah, intentionally for sure. Okay. Yeah, we. I mean, we wanted. I mean, definitely with parking lot party and Cholo Dogs a direct correlation. Uh, high five is definitely the hub. I was gonna say high five helps with all of them. Yeah, high five is the hub between all of them and uh, um, Orlando shirts. Obviously, we do a lot of that stuff internally at high five. So like between uh, our des- our designer Shiani, shout out to you, and uh, between me and Jordan him uh we get a lot of a lot of designs cranked out so and i do want to say one thing off topic so we're doing those shout outs throughout i want to give a no shout out to fsu (laughs) (laughs) i can fucking second that big time i can second that uh any (laughs) noel fan out there um we do not shout you out including my younger brother you can fuck off jd i do have a huge question that kind of and it's perfect to kind of wrap it all up how the fuck do you and Jordan even make this work to where you guys not only have one business, but have four? Because most people can't um, have a successful partnership. Yeah, I think it's a um, it was it was very hard the first year for both of us. I think he would agree on that. Uh, it like you said before, it takes like any any relationship, whether it's friendships or, or partnerships uh, with businesses or like, you know, marriage, um, it, it's what you make of it, right? Like you have to put the time in and if you want something to work, uh, the fir- first and foremost, you have to, um, in business, and this is some advice that I'll give to maybe some people who, who are trying to start a business or a partnership is, uh, you have to be honest about everything, right? Like if it's something that would piss you off, if the other person did it, you probably shouldn't do it. And, um, on top of that, if something is bothering you, you have to be able to communicate, to, to communicate and bring it Properly. up and squash it, right? Or else it'll drive you fucking nuts and then uh, it'll kind of boil over. Yep. And that happened a lot in the first year because uh, he and I have different communication styles and we know that for sure. And it's just one of those things where you have to... Um, uh, you, you, just, you have to get to know the other person and trust the other person to the point to where you can either say, Hey, you're fucking up or Hey, I fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and when you get to that point, it's becomes a lot easier. Uh, and I think this year, um, the, the first year I struggled with, I would get, uh, very frustrated with things and I worked on that and I worked on how I communicated things that were frustrating me. And now again, I can only speak from my, my perspective. So not trying to speak for Jordan, but now I think we, we work together so well to where it's like, okay, we have, we, we talk through an idea, um, or an opportunity before we get moving on it. And that kills a lot of the miscommunication problems. It's like people have to be involved right from the get go. And a lot of concerns will be brought up and, uh, resolved right then and there. Right. And then I think the second part of that is Um, like I said, once the ball gets moving on, let's say starting another business or a new business or the first business or whatever, um, don't do anything that you wouldn't want that person to do behind your back or, uh, without you knowing. And I think that if you just operate and move that way, it's like that it's the cleanest way to do it, you know? So that's kind of how we operate. I'd have to, I'd have to agree. I have a partner as well. And Mm -hmm. he was my mentor since I was 21 or 22. Yeah. And we just built a bond that it's like, there's no point in lying. There's no right. point in hiding shit. Like right. let's put it all on the table. Right. We both can communicate, understand right. like it's never going to go exactly one person's way. And that's, yeah. that's, you have to, yeah, to your point, if you trust them yeah. where 
even if it's a choice or decision that you might not agree with, yep. be like, Hey, I, I still trust your decision making. Right. So even if it's not my way, then yep. I can step back on that one For and sure. be like, it'll be taken care right, of regardless. Right. And it's like part of that thing where no, no issue is so big where you have to be, you have to get mad about it, you know? And that's 100%. like, no one could in the office, no one could fuck up so bad to where it absolutely ruins the rest of your day and night. You know what I mean? So when you kind of like work through that stuff as a human being and you kind of get to the other side of that and you're like, all right, again, did I communicate? I'm expecting there to be some form of miscommunication in there and it's probably my fault, right? Then you don't have to be, you don't get mad at anything after yeah. that. You you rarely ever get frustrated. You just look at it as this is an opportunity to look at how something got fucked up and improve it on the back end. And, and since I've been look, since I personally have been looking at things that way, we've been, we've been operating a lot smoother all the way through all the businesses, you know? And I think that my energy probably rubs off on a lot of other people with their energy. And I think that there, there's that like centering, calming thing that, that goes on that, um, if, if you can show that kind of respect to somebody and, and like tranquility, then you kind of get it reciprocated and things move pretty smoothly. Yeah. I mean, you, you hit it right on the head. I yeah. think it's one of those things you have to you just can't let things bother you so much. Right. I think that's been probably, or it has been my biggest growth as a human this year, especially, um, mm-hmm. uh, I lost my mom and, oh, did you? uh, yeah, Man, this, uh, early this year, but a little, like a silver lining. It's one of those things where I'm like, I've actually gone through the worst thing that I ever feared since I was yeah, born. Right. So it's like, at this point, I can't, I can't get bothered. What's frustrated worse, what's by, worse yeah. than that? You know, Yeah, there's nothing that's going to top that. Like, yeah, even if I got really hurt, like that's still not worse. Right. Or if I died, I guess I'm dead anyway. But, <laughs> um, so it's like, fuck, why, why would I get bothered about little shit? Right. Like it, and when you have that kind of perspective, all these things that used to feel like these big monumental, yeah. uh, destruction right. pieces are now just like, they're not, it's just part of the process. It's, it is it's just right. part of the journey. It's That's like, it. I needed, you know, I mean, you have to look at things that way. They're all, everything's that opportunity to just improve it or learn from it so that you can duplicate it the next time if it is good. And it's, uh, I, I, again, I think that people just have to, it's trial by fire. People just have to go through it and you know, it's, you, you get better on the other side from experiences, all experiences in business and life and whatever, you know? So, perfect little transition too you didn't even know because you didn't listen to my episodes but um this is kind of how i like to wrap it up okay two questions so first off what uh feedback would you give anyone that is deciding to do some kind of uh dramatic journey uh in life whether it's business whether it's really um i think uh I know, it, I know there's a lot. <laughs> it de- it depend it depends on what it is. All right, it was which way I would go with it, but just generally, I would it, say mindset version. I would say that if you um, if you can do it without uh risking like you know serious harm to the way you that you live your life, then there's no better time to do it than right now. I'd say jump off the cliff and go do it. It's better that you fail from it quicker. And it's better that you exceed and um, succeed from it quicker. It's better all around that you learn one way or the other, whether you win or lose on it. The quicker you do it, the better you are on the other side of it. I think 
prolonging things makes it harder to go and do it. Yep. Uh, like, like my wife, she recently just had a career change and she was kind of waffling back and forth on it for a while. And I told her the longer that she waited to do it, the harder it was going to be, the further, the older that she got, the more, uh, the more involved she got at her career, at her last career job, the harder it was going to be to leave it. Right. Like it's, it seems like it would be painful now, but in three years it'd be even more, it'd be three years more painful. Right. Uh, so I think that if anybody wants to go do something, go do it, you know, like you're, you have the, uh, the itch to do it for a reason. I think you scratch it. Ooh, I like that. Now ready for the second one. Yeah. Looking in a business sense, what is the biggest general don't fucking do in your eyes or stay away from or dodge? Um, or? I think it's uh, me. I'm always very conscious of the way that we spend money across all the businesses. Um, and so I think it's uh, don't overspend. My rule of thumb is that I want to keep about six months of payroll in the bank at all times. Cash on hand, ready to go has already gone through the wash on tax and everything. So my thing, the, the biggest don't fucking do that I will try to never do is uh, overspend so that we are potentially vulnerable as a company. That's it. It's a little safety net. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, man, thanks for coming on, yeah, bro. Man. Thanks for having me, dude. It's a good one. I'm uh, trying to figure out if I want to separate these a little bit, little episode A, B, yeah. C. Do it. But do it. I don't know. They're all one. <laughs> you know, you got your own little community. Yeah, they were good ones. All right, thanks for having yeah. you on, man. Give a shout out to your the Instagrams, websites, yeah, for things. sure. So you can reach us at high dot five on Instagram for high five. You can reach us at Cholo Dogs one word on high five. Um, Orlando shirts uh, for uh, Instagram. So you have high five, high dot five Cholo Dogs, Orlando shirts, all on Instagram. Uh, we're on TikTok too, and um, yeah, that's where you can see a lot of our cool, funny shit or uh join our mailing list for chillo dogs and orlando shirts hell yeah mm-hmm. all right man yeah. see ya boss appreciate you